Hello, everybody. My name is Jill Whalen, and I am on a mission to empower people to break the diet cycle and live their best life to the fullest. I founded my company, Whalen Wellness, based on this mission and continue to help thousands of people through my virtual bootcamp and four pillar system. We will share this safe space and grow together for the well of it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the For the Well of It podcast. Today, I have another special guest, and I'm so excited to welcome her here and discuss this very important topic. I'm welcoming Allison Butler today to the show. Allison is an almost 40-year-old mom of two with a passion for being a great version of herself. In 2017, she was diagnosed with depression and anxiety and pivoted her career as a speaker and trainer to become a certified mental health first aid trainer through the Mental Health Commission of Canada. She now teaches both in person and virtually across Canada and has created training programs that promote wellness, self-care, preventing stress and burnout, and the importance of looking after both our mental and our physical health. Allison's goal is to talk about mental wellness in a way that everyone can understand and is well known for her real talk about her own journey and the journey we are all on together to work on ourselves every day. Before I go any further, I just want to add to this that this is a timely conversation today and every day. It is so very important for us to raise awareness about mental health and reduce stigma about mental health. And the fact that Allison has devoted her um, efforts and her career to this now is so impressive to me. And given that we're living through this weird couple of years of a global pandemic, I feel this is more important than ever. Welcome, Allison, to the show. Thank you so much, Jill. I'm so happy to be here. So very excited to have you. We've been back and forth a little bit about the work that you do. You were in, you were in my community for a bit, and I know I want to personally get uh, mental health first aid trained. So we're going to figure that out after this discussion, hopefully. So let's start, Allison. I want to explore this. First of all, thank you for being one of those leaders from the front where you, um, you do everything very... Uh, authentically, very raw, very vulnerable. And that is something that can always, always help the people that listen to you. So thank you for that. And I want to ask the first question for you today is to take me back. You told me about a time a few years ago when you felt generally unwell. Things didn't feel good. You saw some doctors, you were trying to explore that. Take us back and walk us through what that felt like and what you were going through back then. Yeah, and it's, thank you. It's so interesting, actually, to think back to that time, because in a lot of ways, I've come so far over the last few years, and just thinking back there to when I was struggling, it it, it seems like such a different t- time in my life now. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time, um, so I'm a mom of two, so um, I was working full time in a really busy job with a local not-for-profit, which I loved. My kids were quite small. They were about one and a half and four and a half at that time. So Mm -hmm. I had two really small kids at home and I was, yeah, I just started feeling 
way for me to describe it is kind of just not like myself. I felt physically sick. Like I was feeling bloated. I was feeling really low energy. I just felt really blah. Mm -hmm. And I knew, I knew that that was not my normal. Like it didn't feel Right. right. Mm -hmm. me. And so I think for anyone who's listening to that self-awareness piece, that listening to yourself and knowing yourself is so, so important. So I knew that it was off. It didn't feel right. Um, And I was saying that to other people. I was like, you know, I don't feel good. There's something going on. And people were saying to me, you know, like, you're just stressed. You're doing too much. I'm a real kind of overachiever. I've always been like that in my life. I've always been a really high performer involved in lots of things. Like that was my normal, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think I expected that there to be changes in my life as a mom. I expected, you know, things to be different, but anyway, I knew I knew deep inside, like, there's something not right here. Um, And I was irritable. I was just so irritable about Mm -hmm. everything. Um, And so those are some of the signs that I was exhibiting. And at the time, I did not connect those signs to being a possible mental health thing. No, you you thought it was a physical issue, right? An issue. I I absolutely did. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely did. Um, And I didn't know. So I just sort of started going and asking um, lots of questions. And, um, you know, I think it is natural in our world to like go through all of that physical health stuff first. Mm -hmm. You know, I was visiting, I was visiting my family doctor. I tried um, working with a naturopathic doctor. I was doing all kind of my holistic health stuff like massage and and trying to, to exercise and like all of the things, right, that we might do if we're being proactive. Um, and this journey went on for a little while. And I was sort of, I don't know that I'll say I was getting worse, but I definitely wasn't getting any better. And mm-hmm. so I was struggling. Um, another one of the things that was sort of happening to me that I noticed the most at work was that um, I was having a really difficult time concentrating or focusing or bringing my focus back to what I was doing. And that's another um, mental health thing. Um, And that was just so frustrating to me. And then because I'm, because I was taking my work so seriously and because that's just sort of who I am, I was, pouring all of my energy into trying to keep my peak performance at work so that when I came home at the end of the day, I had just nothing left for my family. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't sustain that over a long period of time. I was trying, um, but it just wasn't going well. And I was miserable, Jill. I was just miserable. And you can't pour from that empty cup, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I'm so, I'm, you know, something that I'm so grateful for and something that I'm so happy about is that I was so proactive Mm -hmm. because it, it, it did take time. Like it, it was a process and the kind of pivotal day for me, or one of the real pivotal days, um, I had had a really sort of off day. I wasn't doing well. 
and I went to my family doctor um, to get the results of some blood works. We had been doing all kinds of kind of test physical testing, right? Yeah. Like you do. Um, and I went to get the results. I was I was having a horrible day, and you know she pops into my office or into her my office <laughs> she pops into the room mm -hmm. and she had been my doctor for years um and she comes on in and she's like oh allison you know blood works perfect everything looks great and i just remember that feeling of like my heart kind of sinking because i wanted to know what was going on yeah you wanted she her to like, tell you here's what's wrong yeah yeah, right. And so it was just like, everything's great. <laughs> You're like the picture of health. <laughs> Except it's um, not. <laughs> Except it's not. And I want to applaud you for that piece because um, sometimes we don't give any thought at all to mental health issues. And sometimes when you're told or you're validated through um, positive physical health results, Sometimes you'd leave that and you'd settle for the unwell. And I'm glad that you didn't. I'm glad that you kept digging. Yeah. And she she actually really was helpful on that because in that moment, um, I'm glad I wasn't having a good day on that yeah. day that I went to her office because I didn't try to pretend in that moment. You know, I think sometimes we always try to sort of bolster ourselves up and be like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, something, something that we talk about a lot in, in, um, when I'm training is like self stigma, you know, we self stigmatize, we try to mm. be like, oh, okay, it's not, it's not that bad. Or like other people have it so much worse. So isn't that like, the truth? Isn't that yeah. the truth that we do that? It's like, it's okay. I got it. I can do it when probably <laughs> we should be taking a second look there. And I always encourage people to just like own up to it in the moment. And, and that's what I did. I was having a really bad day. She told me everything's fine. And I was like, nope, nope, I, I'm not okay. And I think she could see it. Like it was all over me <laughs> that uh -huh. I was just like, so then in that moment, I opened up maybe more than I had. And, and so then I started say, talking about some of the other things. I was like, you know, I don't feel okay. Like I feel sick. And I started talking about, I can't focus at work. Um, you know, I'm really irritable all the time. I have no energy. So it just sort of like all started pouring out of me in the right way in that moment that I communicated to her. And she just looked me right in the face and she said, I mean, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but she said, Allison, like, these are all signs of like depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I was floored. Like, and I, at that time, you know, I'm a really well-educated woman, you know, like I like to think I'm so progressive, but just those things had not added up in my mind. It didn't look like what I thought mental health looked like at that time, right? Mm -hmm. So this was I the was last sure. thing you were expecting her to say. You thought she was coming back kind of, yeah. and saying, here's, here's what's wrong. You have low iron yeah. or you have, you know, you have some sort of, you're anemic or, or, or there's something wrong with you physically, but she came out with a mental health, yeah. I guess, I guess diagnosis in that moment. I'm yeah. sure there was more work to be done before diagnosis, but, and you were, you were surprised, hey? Like you did not see that coming. It, it, it caught you off guard. How did you feel? I, 
I was floored. I actually started crying in the moment, but you know what? She thought that I was crying because I was upset about, you know, the fact that she said mental health to me. And that wasn't it at all. I was actually so relieved. Relieved. I was, it was just this, these like tears of relief because it was like, if I can name it, then I can figure it out and do something about it. Oh, I love that. If you can own it, then we can treat it. We can move forward. That is so good. So when, like you started to cry as a release because in that moment it all came together for you. It became clear. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it yeah. was like, oh, and, and, and also probably a little bit of surprise because I just really hadn't expected that. Like to me, in my mind, depression was... I will be so exhausted, I will not be able to get up out of bed. That right. was the image of that. And that is some people's reality, right? right? Like but that it's is broader than that. It's so much broader. And I didn't recognize that, you know, I was getting up every day, I was going to work, I was what I call going through the motions of life. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't well. No, you weren't feeling good. Yeah, I wasn't feeling good. Amazing. So, yeah, it, it's it's wild. It still kind of gives me shivers all these five or six years later now. Um, just that moment. And I was relieved. So, she, But she thought I was upset. So she started in. She was like, this is so common. You know, this yeah. is treatable. And I didn't actually care about any of that. I was like, yes, let's talk about this. Um, and that was the beginning of my, that was the beginning of my journey. And I... Honestly, I know that, you know, so many people are, I think a lot of people are really fearful of that diagnosis. They're fearful of, you know, maybe having to take medication. There's a, still a lot of fear around that. I will honestly tell you, I embraced it all right away because I wanted to feel better. I was like, I don't care. Tell me the things, give me the stuff. Like you were very open to, to treatment and protocol. So what, and I know that, that the treatment protocol can be, uh, as broad as the diagnosis and the symptoms, but what can, are you open to sharing what, sure. how, how you moved forward there? Yeah, I'm, I'm always so open. I think, um, people, people know that about me. I'm like, I'll tell you anything. You can ask me anything. <laughs> Um, so she did suggest medication for me. Um, and I was, I was open to that. I was like, okay, let me try. Uh, I, I know that, you know, so many people because of the nature of the, of the work that I do now, so many people talk to me about their mental health stories, which I love, love, love. Um, and you know, I know everyone's journey looks different. I was fortunate. Um, the medication that she decided to try with me, um, when I tried it, it worked very well. So I had success on my sort of first right. medication attempt. And I know that's not the story for everyone. Some people really right. need to go through a longer journey there of figuring out something that worked. But um, I, I had good success with my medication. And I'll never forget... Um, I, uh, shortly after this time, and I was very open about it. Like I was talking to my friends and my family at that time. I wasn't sort of like publicly talking about it like I do now, but I was pretty open right from the beginning. And, um, 
I shortly after the the diagnosis period, I guess um, I went. Uh, I was in Halifax with some of my girlfriends, and I'll never forget. I was. We were all kind of sitting outside. It was a sunny day, and um, I had been taking my medication for maybe a few weeks, and I just couldn't get over it. I just could not get over the difference that that made for me. And oh, like, is that right? Like it, you found yeah. a big, big shift. And was that, I, I'm, I'm not overly familiar. So explain to me, was that instant or is that something that takes a bit of time? And I, again, I know the experience is different for everybody. Yeah, and, and it is, and, and I'm not a medical doctor, nor will I pretend no. to be, um, just for my little disclaimer here on the show. But, um, you know, she, I'll, I'll share what she shared with me and like what the pharmacists have shared with me and stuff. I feel like that's probably, I could be open about that. Yeah, we um, often say here on the show when I have guests that like, this is one person's experience. It doesn't, yeah, it's not a cookie cutter. It's not a thing that everybody should take as gospel, but it's one person's experience. Yeah, um, it's not instantaneous. So she did tell me that it would probably take a few weeks to a month before I would, um, you know, maybe notice much of a difference. I personally, for me on my journey, found that maybe after a week, I felt different. Mm -hmm. um, I, I felt lighter things felt easier. And, and one thing I do want to make really clear is that I, I don't ever pretend that um, medication is like a magical cure um, because it's not right. Like, it's like, maybe it helps 20%. Yeah. And then um, I have a really great friend who once said, um, and again, this is just came from his personal opinion, um, but it really resonated with me. He said that, um, you know, medication can take you to a place um, where you're feeling a little bit better so that you are in a good enough place you can do the work on yourself that you need to do. Excellent. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's an agent. It's a help. And it, it goes along with other supports and treatments, I'm sure, which you Absolutely. also did other things such as therapy, counseling. I do lots of things. <laughs> Good for um, you. And I still, I still to this day do lots of things. Um, yeah. Uh, so I have a counselor therapist. I don't see her as regularly anymore, but certainly in those early days, that was really important for me. Um, and that's been really fabulous on my journey. Um, just to have a neutral third party, someone to talk to. Yeah. Um, I've made a lot of changes in my life, a lot. Um, well, besides the fact that I um, sort of left a nine to five job and became a full-time business owner, um, that's sort of like another point. But, um, you know, I have changed a lot about my lifestyle, really slowing things down, um, really trying to be more mindful of my stress levels yeah what i'm doing i'm not perfect like it's a continuous day-to-day -day journey and it's really a lifelong skill and that's something that i talk about all the time right like self-care is self-work and i mean this aligns so well with everything that you do yes as well, i right? completely Just, agree and whether you struggle yeah. big with mental health or not it's still work. Like it's still, you know, joy is not, I always say joy is a skill that must be cultivated. It's not something that's going to fall into your lap every single day of your life. You know, finding joy in the everyday, there's things you need to do to work towards that. Yeah, absolutely.
Absolutely. And it's, it's been such a great journey, but just being so much more mindful of my mind, you know, and my brain and looking after that. Um, and just really so many aspects of my life, um, that I've worked on over the last five or six years since that point. And, I don't ever pretend like I, I have good days and bad days. Some days I wake up and it's sort of like, hmm, this is maybe an off day for me. That's what I call yeah. it now, kind of off days where I'll wake up. I might feel really foggy. Um, I might feel really tired. And those are the days that I try to be extra kind to myself. It's like, okay, maybe I'm not going to get quite as much done today as I had planned. Um, I think I've kind of stopped trying to push through and force myself to do things um that's so important i have found that one of the big keys to overall wellness is it starts with that self-awareness right like stop sweeping things under the rug or saying no i'm fine or i got this or i can do this like be in tune of what you need and then you will know what you need and be able to give that self-compassion and that self-care that you're craving that will help you thrive. Yeah. And I think so many of us are just trying to push through. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that, that's sort of like what the world tells us to do. And most of us have really busy lives with like work and children and, or family commitments mm-hmm. or caring, caring for older parents or like whatever that looks like, you know, yeah. everyone has more than a full plate, I think. And, um, yeah, it's just so, so important to slow down and pay attention to how am I really feeling and like, what's going on here. And it's okay to understand when you're not okay. You know, it's how else are you going to feel good? Don't accept a space where you don't feel good, you know, strive for that. How important, um, in your, and I know this is vastly important to you, but how important is trying to snuff out that stigma, trying to crush that stigma. I'll tell you, I know it's still there. There's a lot of work. I mean, we've got Bell Let's Talk Day that raises a lot of awareness. We've got all kinds of different initiatives, mental health matters. And a lot of us are out here trying to explain to people that it's okay and good to take care of yourself and understand that it's okay to not be okay. I remember, Allison, I was in grade seven and I did a public speaking competition for um, for the uh, Canadian Mental Health and it was all about reducing stigma and mental health. I was uh, grade seven. So what was I? 13 and I'm 43. That was 30 years ago. And, and we're not there. We've come a long way, but we're not there. How important is that? It's, it's so important. And I sort of take the stance that I'm, I'm just going to be here showing up and doing my thing and hopefully changing people as I go. Um, in my career before i was out in front of a lot of people doing kind of like speaking and training just on a different topic yeah (laughs) and i knew almost right away it once i kind of settled into okay this is like what's going on with me i'll never forget the first time i went live on facebook and kind of told my story of what was going on with me i was actually really nervous it's scary Um, to get vulnerable it is yeah yeah and i just kind of opened up it got such great response and that was like sort of the first time i spoke about it and then from that moment it just felt 
right. And, and so many people, even people who don't know me at all have since told me like, this really feels like the work that you were meant to do, which mm -hmm. is so affirming for me. Yeah. Um, but I, I was like, okay, I'm a, I'm a professional that's out there in front of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I, I felt like I'm a person who already has the skills and tools to get up there and be like, hi, look at me. You, like you see me, um, but also this is me. Like this mental health stuff right. is me. Yeah. And I felt like I could put a good professional face on that so that people can see like, like here's working professionals that are out there, like on stages talking about things like normal people. Um, and not without struggle in their life. Like yeah. that's, I love that. I, I, and I was like, you know, there's so many amazing people out there talking about mental health, but like a lot of them are sort of what we'll say, like celebrities or Olympians and stuff like that. Fabulous musicians, fabulous. Um, you know, or people that have like overcome these huge mental health barriers and have like these massive struggles that I feel like are different from my journey. And I was like, I just want to be this average, not, I mean, I'm not average, <laughs> but like, I was like, I just want to be this regular person. I get it. Who, yeah. Like who's kind of out there talking about like, this is what it looks like with us. And we're here, we're among us. There's one in five, way more right now, I think. But like, that's this is exactly Canadian. how I feel yeah. about, yeah. Um, about a very rough road in history with uh, body image and disordered eating and over-exercising. Mm -hmm. that's, that's me. Like this, and this is why I finally, after over a decade of working in this industry, finally got brave and bold enough to talk about those struggles that I've had. So I completely relate to what you're saying. And there's magic in that. Yeah, and I was like, I'm just gonna start putting myself out there. And that's what I do, you know, like when I'm on Instagram, when I'm on LinkedIn, when I'm doing my thing, even when I'm teaching, you know, I'm just like, here I am. And this is my story. And I'm just really open and honest about it. And you know, if that helps other people, and I know that it does. Yeah. Um, some, some of them tell me, some of them don't. Right. Um, but I know that they're there. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just talking about, you know, my stuff and being really honest about it. And I think the more that we can do that, you know, you don't have to have a big public putting yourself out there platform. But um, I, just to kind of wrap back around to stigma, mm -hmm. um, I like dare anybody to judge me for my mental health. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. I like that. <laughs> I'm like, I dare you to try to like tell me that like I can't do my job, that I'm not like a super high performer. High I, I love am. this perspective, Allison. This is awesome. <laughs> like, just, just do it. A friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine, shared something yesterday for International Women's Day, and it, it just said underestimate me. That'll be fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I, nothing, nothing has changed, right? Like, and again, everyone's journey is different and I have good days and bad days and I don't even pretend like, you know, I'm out here. I'm a professional. I tell people like, if I'm having a little bit of an off day, I'll share that with people, right? Yeah. Like, people, people know how to treat you when you 
when you show up and you're open. And if you're able to just kind of communicate that to other people, like, here it is, here I am. My brain's a little bit fuzzy today. Like, bear with me. Or Unapologetically me. Yeah. Authenticity. It's, it is the root of everything that's good for you. Everything that will help you thrive. So yeah. So it's, um, yeah, so it's, it's just great, but yeah, like just try to tell me like my mental health is stopping me from doing anything. Cause it's not right. Um, and you are just one yeah. example, but you are a, a successful entrepreneur. You are a great mom. You are a, a very uh, driven individual and you are a great, I'm sure friend and advocate and all of those things <laughs> at the same time, you have a yeah. history with mental health. It's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just one tiny part of me, really. You That's know, right. it, it doesn't it doesn't change anything about Allison. I actually think, um, and I would argue that the diagnosis has made me a much better, better version of Allison than I was five years ago because I'm not miserable. I'm living more joyfully. Yeah, I've Gives really you that opportunity been, to put in some work and 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 the protocol. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on myself, you know, so I'm I'm turning 40 in a couple of months. I'm so excited about it. I can't wait. I feel better than probably I've ever felt in my life. Um, I, I'm more present with my kids, you know, like nothing bad has come out of this situation at all. Right. All good. It was like that was the point where things started to grow and, and change in a positive way. What a great, what a great discussion. I hope we get so many listeners for this. This is going to be so helpful. So tell me at what point um, through your own, once you established, the, you know, these things and you started this work on yourself, at what point did you decide on this career change? How did that go? When did you become so passionate where you knew, here we go, here's my mission, let's do this? <laughs> um, I've I've always been an entrepreneur. It's just like in my blood somehow. I hear um, you. <laughs> so, so before this, before this, I did have other businesses that I was kind of doing on the side. Um, I've always sort of always had stuff going on on the sidelines. Um, uh, like I said, I knew, I knew almost right away. I was like, I want to talk about my experiences mm -hmm. and stuff, but I didn't quite know what that was going to look like. And yeah. um, actually in a couple of years ago, pre-COVID, which feels like a million years ago, <laughs> we we went on a big family um, vacation, and we were actually staying with friends in Denmark. And I was sitting in the room there, and I I just had this moment, and it's kind of like when you let yourself relax and yeah. you let your brain kind of do the clarity. <laughs> yep, I was like, I'm doing this. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I'm. I'm figuring all of this out. Um, I bought myself a website for myself with my name, which is yeah. my website now. <laughs> um, I bought the website. I registered the business. I started the the application process to become a mental health first aid trainer because I was like, I want to have something very concrete to go along with right. me sort of just talking about my experiences. Mm -hmm. I was like, I would like to be able to train people in a really specific skill. And so for me, the mental health first aid training program was that. Um, I started the application process, which is fairly extensive. You can't just become a trainer. Um, and I, I started it all that day. I was just like, I'm doing it. I didn't have all the answers. I didn't know how I was paying to go to Ontario to take the training. 
Um, I was like, I'm just gonna figure it out as I go. And that was the beginning. I was like, I'm doing it, it's happening. And um, it's, it has snowballed very quickly. Mm-hmm. COVID, COVID actually, while it has been a nightmare on so many levels, um, and I'm sure you could agree with this as well, um, has been very good for my business. Um, being allowed to teach virtually has been a huge blessing. Sharing your skills and sharing coaching and teaching virtually makes so much sense. It's something I think pre-COVID that we didn't even consider in a lot of ways. And if you think about some of the greatest teachers over the years, they were virtual, whether it's TV or it's, you know, so I, I think it opened beautiful opportunities, not just for the entrepreneurs behind this, but for the recipients, for the people that can yes. now access this, I mean, you know? It's, it, it mental health first aid previously was not available virtually pre-COVID. Um, I was actually, I was so ready for it. I was like, come on. Um, yeah, that, the, it would I, be a lot less accessible for people if it's not virtual, yeah. I would think. Yeah. And I, I, I train a lot of groups. Like I, I teach across Canada, but mostly in Atlantic Canada, just because of the time zone. Um, and you know, like so many membership groups and organizations and mm-hmm. people living in rural areas that can just access from home or right. wherever they are without having to travel for training. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah, it cuts down costs for people, makes it more accessible. It reduces, you know, if you are feeling stigma or vulnerability around that, it opens that up. Like there's there's so many benefits to the virtual training and virtual wellness in particular. I do feel, and actually in speaking with a friend who is a marketing professional, it's the trends are changing um, and they're going this way. Consumer trends are going this way because it's a safe space it's low cost, it's accessible for all. It makes so much sense in the world. And I think COVID has a lot of uh, terrible things, of course, that came out of COVID, but there's a lot of wonderful uh, revelations and realizations and discoveries that have happened too. And this is one of them. And I always say like, it's the COVID was the global pause. And alongside the things we just discussed, it also gave people that, um, that forced slowdown to start considering some self-awareness, start considering their needs, start considering where their time is most wisely spent. And that's why I think we see so many people now more, um, more eager to work on their health and wellness. And thank you for being such a big part of that. It's just beautiful. (laughs) It is so amazing. So what, um, what would you say for somebody who's probably listening to this and saying, you know, that sounds familiar but I don't know, I don't know what I should do. I'm afraid of that diagnosis or I'm afraid of the next steps or I don't know, maybe I don't need help. What, what's your advice? Um, yeah, I think this is really common and, and absolutely they'll be out there listening. So hi. <laughs> De- um, definitely, I can feel it now, you know, this is gonna be impactful. Um, I really think, and we've, we've said that this so many times already that everyone's journey is different. Mm -hmm. And it's also important to keep in mind that a lot of the symptoms of mental health stuff can, could be physical stuff, right? So we can't rule that out completely. We do have to sometimes go through those steps of starting the process. Um, I, it's scary. It's scary to put yourself out there. 
it's scary to bring it up with someone and not everyone has the perfect experiences that I had, you know, people right. might be like, ah, you're fine. Um, so, you know, there's a few, there's a few steps that people can take. Um, one would be to like bring up how you're feeling with a family doctor. Um, one would be to explore counseling options, uh, either through um, a healthcare plan or through um, an employee assistance program, if you have that like mm -hmm. available to you through an employer. Um, and find a counseling professional to talk to. You know, like yeah. for some people, it's it's like we just need someone to help us process all of our just navigate it yep put it all out um, there yep and and it could be it could be a, a a partial physical health thing you know you mentioned low iron earlier and i had a, a, a an experience a few years into this where i yep. started feeling really exhausted again and i was like oh okay and then of course because i'm so on the mental health train now i was like okay gonna have to go like maybe i need to get my medication adjusted mm -hmm. like something's going on but in that instance when i had the blood work they were like oh your iron is like non-existent right. yeah <laughs> ongoing like, oh, monitoring well, self-monitoring yeah. i guess and, and being open to exploring all the things i say too often you know uh, the stigma has to go around mental health. And it, like I said, we have come so, so far with that. But if I was diagnosed today with cancer, I would not not take medication to work on that. If I was diagnosed today with diabetes, I would not not take the medication to do that. So if I believe I'm a firm believer in science and in applying science where it needs to improve your health. So if I face a mental health diagnosis, I am absolutely open to taking the medication and the other scientific treatments such as psychology counseling and all of those things to do what I need to do. You don't get to ignore it because it doesn't have an outward physical face to it. You know, you need to take care of that inside as well. And the other thing I will say to people as well is that um, I'm really going to encourage you that if you're not feeling well, <clears throat> sometimes it can take a little bit of trial and error and yeah. some patience. Mm -hmm. And so that if you meet one roadblock um, to sort of pick yourself up and keep exploring that journey because it's so, so worth it. And if you're feeling frustrated, you know, find someone to talk to about it, but um, just keep kind of trying to navigate that process because I genuinely believe it's worth the effort to feel good. Yeah. It's as hard worth, as it may be in the yeah. front end. Yeah. It's worth it to feel like a good version of yourself. And I was actually sort of ranting about this the other day, but I was like, you know, we get, we get one, one chance here, yep. you know, like to do life. Yep. And do you want to just be going through the motions of life or, you know, do you want to feel like a better version of yourself? And it's not perfect, right? You know, there's, there's ups and downs to life. We, we have good things and bad things and that's a normal part of the human experience. But, um, for me, it was just so, so worth it to feel better. And that's what I really genuinely want for other people too. Yeah. 
yeah, to understand that it may be a heavy lift here in the beginning, but it's something that once you get to the other side, like, like you at the beginning of this chat, when I asked you to take me back to the beginning and you were like, oh my God, it feels like a different life now. And that's a wonderful thing in your case. You know, you were not feeling well and now you're thriving and that's, there's something, there's so much to be said for that. Tell me in a nutshell, um, what is mental health first aid? Ooh, good question. <laughs> um, now I have to like be succinct. <laughs> Watch me do my spiel. Um, so mental health first aid is a certificate training program. Um, it's a standardized program through the Mental Health Commission of Canada. Um, and you become a certified mental health first aider at the end. The really key skills uh, that you learn through mental health first aid are how to recognize signs of mental health that someone around you or yourself might be experiencing challenges. Mm -hmm. And it goes more in depth than what I spoke about today because that's just my journey. So recognizing the signs and then the other really key piece that I think a lot of people come looking for is how to have a conversation with someone mm. about mental health. Oh, that's and so good. That's the really practical skill piece of mental health first aid. We really break down how to have a conversation right down to like, what words are you using in these conversations? Mm -hmm. And we get to practice that, um, which is really cool. Even in the virtual training, we do like small group practice in scenarios of like, okay, how are we going to have a conversation when this person presents to us with this sort of situation? Yep. And then we learn how to support people who may be in a mental health crisis as well. So it's a, it's a starting point. It's um, a few really key skills that I think are so, so important for any human who interacts with other humans. <laughs> yeah. And so when you teach this course um, virtually, is there a cap on the number of participants per session? Yes, absolutely. It's actually really strict. Um, and there's quite a few uh, sort of guidelines that we have to follow. So the virtual classes are capped at 15 participants. Okay. So it is fairly small group. It actually is really interactive and engaging. I do still teach in person sometimes, but I just find most groups like businesses, corporate groups, like a lot of them just want virtual because it's easier. Man, um, I love virtual. Yeah. I hope, and I don't even, Whalen Wellness aside, for my own personal life, I hope virtual never goes away. It's so convenient. My life is so busy. <laughs> I hope it never goes away. Yeah. And um, like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's six hours live with me. Um, yeah. I usually do it over two days. So it's like mm -hmm. two half days. It's not boring at all. Those three hours fly by. It's super interactive. People who are used to taking virtual training where they just sit and listen, mm -hmm. <laughs> as soon as they come on with me, I'm like, okay, friends, this is not this. <laughs> so um, like buckle up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you remind but, me of yeah. me in so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, no, it's it's really great. And then, so in the public sessions, the thing that I love about that, because I do teach like corporate groups and stuff as well. Um, in the public sessions, I get people from all different backgrounds and experiences. So we, we often get this real mix of people, sometimes coming from multiple different provinces, which is really cool as well, um, in those training sessions. And they always bring something slightly different to the table from right. their backgrounds. And it's fabulous. Like, it's just so fun. And I feel like people, 
um, you know, really get a chance to, to hear from different people's perspectives, backgrounds. Um, yeah, it's just, oh, it's so I can't cool. wait to I, do I it. it. I know earlier in the pandemic, I talked to you about it and I was one of those people that said I'd rather do it in person, but I'd rather do it virtually, I, I think. So we're going to get that set up. That is awesome. Yeah. So happy about that. Good for you. Well, um, before we go, do you have anything you want to add? Anything that, you know, you need to throw out there that we didn't touch on? Oh, um, what do I want to say? My final kind of <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> um, I will say that, um, and I think I've touched on it before, but I just want to, to sort of re-emphasize that it, it takes time, practice, and commitment to show up for yourself. Oh, and so I think anyone, anyone who's doing your program already knows that, right? Yeah. They have to practice showing up for themselves um, for boot camp. Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, I just, in the beginning or earlier in this journey, um, I, I think I, I sort of thought, and, and it's not even just really re related to mental health, it's sort of everything. I, I thought that maybe one day I would magically just sort of like feel like it or feel motivated for things. Yeah. Um, and as, as you, I'm sure you know, it's like you do the work and then the motivation comes a yeah. lot of the time. Yes. Right? And so it's about believing that, okay, you know, if I do X, Y, and Z for myself today, then I will feel better or I'm working on my mental health. And um, we do have to keep showing up for ourselves for, um, you know, making medical appointments and follow up and, yeah. um, you know, all of those things take time and effort to go to medical appointments or go to counseling appointments. And it takes it a shift in priorities, like, really, yeah, you know, it, it yeah. can feel like a lot sometimes, um, you know, particularly for anyone, again, who ha we all have really busy lives and that that it's worth it to make that a commitment and a priority in your life. But just recognize it does take take yeah. effort, right? It's not just like magically I fixed my mental health. Like, no, Absolutely. I'm showing up. I'm showing up for myself every single day. And I've made my mental health much more of a priority in my own life. Like it's a benchmark. Is this going to help my mental health or not? Right? Like, have, do I have too much on my plate or right. not? Yeah. Um, and so I think that's just such an important message that I want people to know, but that it's, it's worth it. It's worth it to be, um, you know, for your brain health to like feel like a good version of yourself. It's worth it and you can do it. So anybody who's listening who may be going through a particularly rough spot and you may feel like these are the hardest and dark, darkest days, there is a way out. There is another side of this and we see it every day. It's hard and it can feel like it's not available to you or that your case is different or that you're not worth it, but you are. Every one of us is worth this work. And thank you for sharing all this today. What, what do we do if somebody wants to contact you directly? How, how can we get in touch? 
Um, okay, well, there's lots of ways. Um, I have a website, which is alisonbutler.ca, and it's one L in Allison. <laughs> and um, I'm also- Did really... I spell it wrong in our exchange? I might've. <laughs> oh, I don't know, that's fine. Um, so you can find out about all kinds of things there. And I'm also really, really active on Instagram. Um, so I'm Allison Butler NL on Instagram. And I talk a lot about my personal journey over there. So those are the two best places for people to find me. Amazing. This was so very insightful today. I, I know that this episode is going to get massive, um, you know, massive engagement and love because it deserves it so thank you so much from the bottom of my heart mental health is important i keep saying that to everybody who will listen to me you know therapy is cool there's no no need for stigma <laughs> taking care of yourself is is at the the fundamental piece of your whole life so that you can live that life that you want to live so thank you so much allison thank you so much jill and uh it's been really great to chat with you today you too Thank you everybody for listening to our podcast again today. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave us a positive rating and review. Also this episode in particular, and perhaps I say that about many of our episodes can be really helpful to somebody you love. So feel free to share this episode on your favorite social media platform. I promise to continue to keep things real and keep the inspiration flowing for the well of it. <laughs>